Hi, podcast listeners. There are shows and subjects that deserve a beautiful long intro. Today's is one of those. So 2017 is a super exciting year for the Global Innovation Gathering, and it was a very monumental gathering that we had this year, I think. We are learning about other people's communities as they are learning from us. So we are all transferring knowledge to each other. This is another way of like affecting the policy somehow or politics in general, but by doing and by finding alternative kind of solutions where the society could take it further. Like the last ones before, to really, you know, create an open platform for members to share, to meet, to exchange. Back in my country, like, it's not easy that people, I tell them about things that I do that they understand it. But hearing it, I just say one word and I'll find 10 people just come to discuss it with me. It's, it's such a nice change for me to be able to lead off with uh, the social mission. And when I talk about my startup, I start with the social mission. We have such an amazing mix of people, and that's what makes the magic happen. There, it seems like it's just a whole bunch of crazy people doing crazy things, and I should have gone here three, four years ago. <laughs> One year ago, this program brought you the voices of the Global Innovation Gathering, a community of innovation hub founders, community managers, makers, hackers from across the world who collaborate online as well as offline, especially at conferences like Republika in Berlin, where they've been meeting since 2013. This year, we're back again with a gig edition of the podcast, as the network has now become an organization, and the cross-section of projects matures from the theoretical to the practical. 2017 is a momentous year for this group of people and the work they're passionate about, and I had the good fortune of being with them and getting to hear all about it. Today, it's the story of Gig 2017, a rich tapestry of voices coming at you right now, for Wikimedia Deutschland, I'm Mark Fonseca Renderu, and this is Source Code Berlin. My name is Geraldine, Geraldine DeBastian, and I'm the founder of the Global Innovation Gathering, and now also newly elected um, executive board member of the Global Innovation Gathering. And I also get to be on the program team of Republica, um, as well as doing a couple of other things that hopefully all sort of fit together and make sense somewhere between global topics and digital topics. So 2017 is a super exciting year for the Global Innovation Gathering. And it was a very monumental gathering that we had this year, I think, because um, 
this time it was the first time that we actually met as an NGO and had our first general assembly as gig NGO and that was just a huge milestone last year when we met in 2016 it was decided that we want to embark on this path and the members gave us the mandate to found this NGO in Germany and create the structures that would enable us to grow as an organization and to do more work together as gig emerges as a newly minted NGO There are many members who've been working and collaborating since the network began back in 2013. But of course, there are also those who joined over these past four years and quickly became essential and beloved friends and what often feels more like a global family. Hi, I'm Denise. I am originally from the Philippines and I've lived in Germany, Indonesia, and now currently in Jordan. Really exciting places. And I work in the field of communications and design. Hi, I'm Georgia. I'm from Brazil. And I was a journalist at some point. I was also a cultural producer. I consider myself an activist. I'm involved with politics. And um, nowadays I have an organization that's working with the commons-based economy and citizen innovation and free culture. So when we have a lab in the Bay Area and we're making some experiments. I was very nervous my first year because, you know, I I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to fit and stuff like that? But it's such a welcoming environment. And um, you find so many synergies, both with work, like you learn how, um, you know, you might think that data might not necessarily 100 percent connect with um, 3D printing or with um, building like robotic hands and stuff like that. But somehow you find synergies. And even if you don't find it at work, there's just um, synergies in other places, like personal things. And you learn so much. Like, I might not be working with Georgia, who I'm sitting with directly, but she has taught me, she was trying to teach me how to dance and loosen up in parties. And that's a completely different level of learning. So, you know, it makes you stay both on a professional level, but also on a personal level. I think it's about joy, <laughs> I mean, in the end. And I think it's about existing. So I really like, you know, like to become, like to look at people and just like find them. And I mean, I would never like meet all these people and have the kind of conversations we have if it weren't for this network. And this is really life-changing. So, I mean, this is, I mean, I think it's basically what drives me in my whole life, not only like, like I think it's just a, Reflection. We, and I mean all of us as gig, and us also steering the process here in Berlin, really took a lot of time and care to make sure that we addressed all those concerns that were raised last year, all the concerns around. What are we actually doing here? This sort of self-searching um, de- definition process of what is gig, our core values and objectives. And also, I think it's true what I was preaching a little bit last year. We need to start doing things together because we're going to learn by our actions where there are um, critical issues, where there are limitations. We can forever talk about it, but As soon as we start doing things, we're going to find out what works and what doesn't.
my name is uh, Achol Jokmach. I am from South Sudan. I manage a project uh, called Defy Hate Now Initiative. And uh, what we do is we look at different ways to mitigate uh, online hate speech, which is a big uh, uh, thing in South Sudan right now, given that it, uh, it somehow has an influence on the ongoing conflict in South Sudan. Um, and it's my first time here in Republica. My name is Mugedi uh, from Kenya. I joined the Global Innovation Gathering while I was the community manager at iHub. So I've been working in technology and especially managing technology communities for a while now. Now I run a company where I make hair and body products natural hair and body products from locally sourced raw ingredients. I'm Gabriela Agostini. I'm from Brazil. Um, I'm running an initiative called Olabi, which is an organization focused and bring diversity to production of technology. And we have like makerspace in the city. And we've been like running a couple of projects connected to this topic. Got involved in with Global Innovation Gathering in Republica four years ago, and it's my first time mm-hmm. here in Berlin. Um, my name is Marcos Lama from um, from Ethiopia. Uh, I'm running a tech uh, innovation hub and tech startup incubator. Um, Mark, thank you for having me again uh, <laughs> on this show. One of the benefits of having been around and getting to be a fly on the wall listening as gig grows and becomes more confident and more visible in this world is that I get to hear from participants both who've been with me year after year and those who are arriving and participating for the first time. And as Geraldine mentions, getting to watch people as they get busy taking action and figuring out what their strengths and weaknesses are is a pleasure and a privilege. Last year showed me that people that are controlling the words and like the big power of the world are super organized and they are they can act really fast and they can change everything really fast. Yeah. In Brazil we saw like we had like a big change last year and we've lost a lot of rights and we saw a lot of things like in a really bad way because basically people can change everything like in minutes. Mm-hmm. So that brings to me the sense that we should be more organized and you have to have like really big strategies and invest time on that. So for me, like was uh, was what Marco said about gig and become now an organization and our time here investing in planning and understand which actions we want to make and everything. It's super important because I think if you just live like in a more organic and see what's happened, we can we probably lose a lot of time and we cannot like have the power that we could have if you organize better ourselves. For me, 2016 uh, was a a chaotic uh, year, and that's because we experienced a a war in in my country and uh, just trying to um, digest that. But then coming here and uh, becoming part of the Geek Group and learning about all of the innovative things that they are doing and thinking about how can I apply this to the peace context within South Sudan because I, that's that's my field. I'm an activist, but I and and I my whole objective is how I can contribute or how even our initiative uh, or how we can all contribute towards peace. So just coming together and like you said, Gabby, being in an organized way, learning that together in an organized way we could actually achieve what we want to achieve faster, uh, more strategically. 
and uh, with uh, a concrete objective. Given that all of the members already have um, some type of interaction with their communities, we are learning about other people's communities as they are learning from us. Mm -hmm. So we are all transferring knowledge to each other. We're raising awareness. So we're becoming like a cosmopolitan society more than just I am from here and you're from here. And it's because it's so diverse we have people from India, from South Sudan, and we're in Berlin. You're from Brazil, yeah. you're from Ethiopia. This in itself, the diversity itself is what makes it unique. And there are actually also like more like solidarity as well? Yes, exactly. Over, and we are, at the end of the day, we're also facing the same issues in different contexts. And that is what brings us together. And one of the things that we have started to do this year is um, get into policy. And so GIG has um, come up with a policy recommendation, I for policy, and the first place that it is being um, lobbied mm. or pushed is in Rwanda, and some of our colleagues um, were in Rwanda for the Transform Africa um, conference, which um, hosts a lot of head of state and policymakers, and uh, we hope to see like a lot of a lot of these things happen. So for policies that affect more than one place, we do it together and then we support each other to get it implemented in those places. One element of gig that is probably the most difficult to communicate through audio is the phenomenon of warmth. As Marcos called it, solidarity, or as Georgia said previously, joy. Many conferences and associations want to create an atmosphere of friendliness and bonding. They'll even swear that it's there, even if it maybe it isn't. But at GIG, you get to see it in a hundred little ways and a dozen of big ways. The group hugs, the comforting looks, the games, the sharing, the smiles. Uh, I'll dare say it, it's magic. The magic is contagious and it doesn't just rest on my shoulders. And that's the great thing because, yes, it was bigger than any year before. I think we had nearly 50 or just over 50 participants coming just internationally, not, not even counting the Berlin based gigas, um, and partners and other people who joined the gathering. Um, so that's amazing. And I was, obviously I'm super happy every year that we managed to pull this off with the travel support that we need to invite everybody to come. We have such an amazing mix of people and that's what makes the magic happen. So both among the returnee sort of senior gigas who just carry that spirit forth and infect other people with their, um, creativity and their, yeah, inspiring work and their love, um, the new people that joined this year, and there were many of them, the sort of the sparks flew over immediately and it seemed like they had always been giggers, mm -hmm. you know, even though they hadn't joined us in the previous years. Mm -hmm. So that was great to watch for me as well. I'm Tim Human from South Africa, uh, part of an organization that delivers free public Wi-Fi spaces in low-income communities in South Africa. My name is Vin Dancel. I'm from the Philippines and we're in, we're a social impact education technology startup called Juma Jam. Uh, we want to make learning more fun, engaging and tech driven in public schools. And as a way to uh, sustain the social mission is that we develop 
the apps and multimedia content. And now we, we're developing a platform that measures what kids are learning while they're playing video games, while they're playing uh, other educational apps. I think Republica and Gig especially is quite unique in the fact that people aren't really selling any, we're selling ourselves, but you're not do, coming here to do hard business or right. to really pitch your idea to investors or to really, yeah. whereas a lot of conferences, especially in the telecom side, which I'm from is a pure thing of like, this is what I do. This is how I can help me. Um, all you have to do is, is put some money here or do something. There's none of that. It's just like, Oh, you're doing cool stuff. So am I, why don't we help each other here? Or I'm just, just more interesting and opens your mind a bit. Yeah, actually, we're in a we're sort of a hybrid in the Philippines because uh, I come from a developmental background uh, as a human rights lawyer a long time ago, and so when we started uh, Juma Jam uh, and had to talk to investors for for uh, fundraising and, and well for investments, it's the social mission kind of got uh, got the backseat. Mm-hmm. And it was about, you know, pitching to investors was about uh, 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 finding a business model about around uh, solving a problem. Uh, but it's it's such a nice change for me to be able to lead off with uh, the social mission. And when I talk about my startup, I start with the social mission and and the problem that that is the heart and soul of what we're really trying to solve, which is. Uh, education in, in marginalized communities. Uh, it's, it's, it's really cool. I love it. So my name is Deborah Leao. I'm from Brazil and I'm doing master's in economics for transition at Schumacher College in UK. And I'm also a co-founder uh, of FabLab Berlin, not Berlin. Berlin in the Amazon region. And we are, I work with uh, organic producers in that region so we we think about solutions like using technology low technology and high technology for their to their lives to improve their lives uh, my name is Ahmed Bastawi and uh, I came from Alexandria Egypt and I do manage um, Ice Alex which is an innovation hub uh, based in Alexandria and we focus on innovation collaboration and entrepreneurship that's this is where ICE came from, and it's part of the international network ICE Hubs Global. And uh, I do so many things. Among of them is focusing on like the innovation strategies and how uh, corporates and companies could um, transform into being like uh, socially innovative companies. And uh, we help uh, some of the multinational companies now in uh, based in different African countries uh, to become like more. Um, to, to increase the revenues, basically, by becoming more socially innovative. When I was organizing a summit last year, and I, I went to the government to show, like I went to many meetings, mm. and I, I, I couldn't have found a support from the government, and I was like, a little bit disappointed, <laughs> but they didn't have the money. Mm. But after six months... I received a contact where they were saying, oh, we would like to visit the community and see how the projects are going. So uh, sometimes we feel like the government's not listening to us, but uh, I think like when you present and you get their attention, you, we, I think it seems that we are always there. And at some point when they have the opportunity, they come back and show 
and interest. And now mm. the government went to the community and they had so many events to understand better their production. And I think it's important to us to be connected not only to the grassroots movements, but also the government, university, and then try to be the connector. And recently, actually, I was nominated like as part of the permanent committee for assessing national inventions and innovations which kind of weird for me somehow because <laughs> yeah for the innovation inventions yes but like the national permanent committee is somehow like uh, sitting down with officials uh, on the same table and like spending like meetings regular meetings and trying to assess and this led to like changing the benchmark for getting back to the the innovators basically it used to be like more than six months but now we should get back to them in two weeks Mm -hmm. So if their ideas could be like productized or not. When I got some funding, they were asking me, um, okay, you have to create an NGO, you have to create something. And all the bureaucracy to create an institute and have all the taxes to pay and then mm -hmm. to close the NGO, it's going to be a process. I decided, no, I'm not opening anything now because I need more structure. I need to understand what, what am I doing so like I'm Deborah, me, myself, I'm doing things and I, I, I would like to keep working, mm -hmm. but it's really difficult for people to see you mm -hmm. when you are alone. Like you do not have institution behind, but if you say, Oh, I'm from the XYZ Institute and they, Oh, even if it's a name, just a name, it's important to have. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Yeah. And that's why I feel like our role is much more important to be like connecting the startups, the makers and the people who really uh, do things meaningful on the ground with the people who might be benefiting from that if they just listen. I think the hubs that we work with and that are still at the core of gig are also still a central part of the innovation grassroots social innovation grassroots ecosystems and um and therefore also still a core part of the network however over the years we found uh including some of the makers some of the startups some of the other change makers that either populate these hubs or are part of the ecosystems is really important as well to have a fuller conversation and yeah, and also, um, thinking about again, like concrete projects and things we're actually doing together. It's so fantastic to have such a bandwidth of skills and perspectives in the network and to be able to tap into those depending on what it is that, you know, what other people want to know in the network or things that we're working on. I'm Maria Bueno. I'm an architect from Brazil and I'm the founder of Sao Paulo Lab which is um, a civic uh, innovation lab. We get people together to uh, co-create and to build uh, solutions for urban challenges that the citizens uh, face on their day by day. Uh, I'm Iba Bernardo from the Philippines, and I like doing things with, uh, that, with toys that have impact. Mm. Uh, we make apps for micro-entrepreneurs, people who never use a computer or a smartphone that help them with financial literacy, digital literacy, uh, just the basics of running a store. Uh, we create uh, 
affordable VR tools, uh, everything from the headset, uh, IM Cardboard, all the way up to Cardboard Box Office, which is our, our platform for creating stories in VR. And uh, I like, you know, riding my motorcycle around and, <laughs> and doing fun things with it. The path to gig was like, I think, three, four years in the making. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got, I do a lot of kind of crazy-ish projects in the Philippines. Like, um, you know, rode my motorcycle for 19 days, 6,600 kilometers, and I visited off-grid uh, communities, bring them like solar units, lights, and whatnot. Uh, then Jay Fajardo, who's I think one of the old uh, uh, giggers, told me, "Hey, that's a that project's pretty cool." There's this group that I I, I go with, uh, gig, and you know I he never gave me like a clear idea of what it was, but he said you should go. Then after that, I, I was teaching inmates in the Philippines. These are just like crazy weekend projects, right? Like, uh, like uh, just random things, English, uh, public speaking. Like, when, will an inmate ever need public speaking? But maybe, you never know, right? But uh, they just needed things. There was no, there's no infrastructure in the Philippines. It's a poor country that really, they just put you in jail and that's it. Right. So they just needed things to latch onto. Told Jay about the project. Then Jay's like, you know, you should really go to gig. Uh, and then after that, there's a eight story garbage dump in, in Manila. It's called Smoky Mountain because of the pressure. You know, it builds up the, that's mm-hmm. that methane. Methane. And it's smoking and it's eight stories. And there's, uh, there are families that have built their lives around it. Uh, the more kids you have, they generate maybe $10 a day, the more money you have. And so they have big families. And we taught um, these scavengers how to tell their stories online. And and I told Jay about it. And you know what? You should go to gig. Yeah. <laughs> uh, already convinced, yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, but I had no idea. It was It's very, you know, it's like one of those things that when people tell yeah. you you should join, but you're like kind of iffy because, oh, yeah, it's people like you. And it's just all of these weird adjectives and I wasn't quite sure. Well, my uh, framework is is towards the relationship between people and cities and I'm an architect and urban designer. Uh, But it's funny because I was uh, sitting uh, with the group that uh, uh, Geraldine is is talking about uh, health and this project that they are trying to find, uh, they applied for for a grant and etc. And um, and instantly I started to think about things that could relate to you know to citizens and 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 maybe public health etc. And then uh, it's it's focused on people with disabilities or challenges. And I already had like a couple of ideas that came to my mind uh, about the relationship of people. Uh, the challenges that they have walking in the city or even with wheelchair or, you know, and, and it's not only medical, it's, it's about the day by day as well. I've been to a lot of startup events in, in the Valley, uh, and I've been to social enterprise stuff all over the place. I mean, just all over the world. And in, there's a unique vibe here in in gig. 
it is i i don't know if it's because it's it's berlin because it's the first time i've ever been to berlin but it doesn't take itself too seriously hmm. like the weight of the world is on its shoulders but everybody is doing something that is impacting the world From once having been about innovation hubs to now having subgroups on education, health, rural innovation, specific focuses on technologies like IoT, or as mentioned previously by Mugabe, policy as it relates to technology, in only a few years, Gig has found new areas of specialization and connection around the globe, which brings us to the idea and the topic of the near future. Looking ahead to 2018 and beyond. So we have a number of projects that I'm really excited about. The IFA policy project that we embarked on last year where we've written a set of policy recommendations again from a grassroots perspective for policymakers to basically advise them on what the actual on the ground needs are and write better policies in the area of business and education or the other areas that affect innovation and we're going to be taking that project forth and bringing that dialogue uh, down to a national level we've already had a consultation process last week with the government of Rwanda on their new procurement law as a result of these recommendations that we've written which is huge i think and i'm very really excited to see this project go forth and hopefully take effect in a number of different countries across africa and also to see how we can translate the work that we've done into other regions but i'm also really excited about the growing of the organization gig and the network itself i really hope that within the next year we can um create the support structure that our members need and expect from us in order f- for us really to support these decentral um collaborations across borders across continents and um for gig to become um not just the knowledge exchange and support platform that it's been for its members but really an active leading organization showing other organizations how development can be done differently how technolo- technology can be used um sustainably and how a different narrative in connecting people to the internet and having them benefit from technologies at hand in these different sectors that we've mentioned whether it's health and education uh or in innovation sectors like IoT can be possible. Oh uh, well, I'm Samer, I'm from Palestine. Uh I'm the founder of uh Vecbox Hackerspace. That's the first and until now I think the only one in Palestine. Uh my name is uh Tim Bill. from Jogjakarta Indonesia and I'm the co-founder of LifePage.org it's a regular citizen initiative in art science and technology maker spaces hacker spaces it's not only about technology it's about uh, connecting community creating community in your country and find solutions for problems that you face so that's that's the 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 core of building a maker space like somebody have some kind of problem you should you you kind of find a solution for it 
So for example, like uh, the problem that we face in the Middle East, that there's a lot of victims, that they've lost their limbs, and we try to find a solution. I came up with a solution, but it really needs some hard work to do it. I only managed to do like uh, proof of concept uh, for it. Uh, the artificial limb arm that I made, I installed inside it like a kind of machine learning. Uh, so there's, uh, yeah, it's, it's machine learning like artificial intelligence. So the patient, when he wears it, he only needs to wear it and it will automatically understand what kind of movement he needs to make. This is my first CIG event, and then, yeah, same like summer. I, I always love to meet a, a new person, like a new, and they have a, a lot of things that uh, it's quite, uh, sometimes it's too much for me because I cannot proceed in all the, the information, but this is a, a good medium to meet a new People and network. The power that Gate gives me, it allows me to to separate this project and give it um, to make it to, in, into a small project and give it to many different people. Like every, everyone, like he can do something small in this project. So all this project will be contributed from all the nation of the world, mm -hmm. like simply like that. <clears throat> so yeah, at least you will end up with a good result that helps. Humanity, that's what I mean. So my name is Asma, like the disease. That's what, <laughs> that's what I tell to people in English speakers so they remember me. In Arabic, it's Asma. It's more beautiful. So yeah, I'm from Morocco and half French as well. I'm based in Berlin. I've been based here for a year and a half. I have one fit in innovation and new economy, decentralized networks. Uh, so Gig is one of them. We share is another one. And more and more since year and a half focusing on gender. So like working on uh, raising awareness about gender stereotypes in my region, understanding my own identity and gender stereotypes to this work, and also developing my own project called Hypergender which is basically a movement uh, aiming at exploring the, the shifts that is happening uh, in gender in terms of identity, sexuality, relationships, and a new in the new economy as well, in like with the digital culture, basically, and how it's impacting our lives. One of the things, I guess, the way that I'm viewing and thinking around work and life right now is related to my tradition, actually, that I grew up with, the Muslim tradition. That's Bilal, of course. No introduction needed. It's about intentionality um, and the importance of intentionality in all of our actions. And it's one of the things that I would like to hear more of. It's not that I want to uh, say, everyone stop doing what you're doing because all this DIY for good isn't doing any good for anybody. So yeah, for the, yeah, I want, yeah, for the wise. Wise, exactly. So the, it's like DIY, I think ends in Y for a reason. <laughs> Are you talking about Nia when you Say intentionality. Oh, yeah, niya. In al-a'malu bin-niyat is the uh, sentence. Yeah. And uh, as actually, this last year I gave a talk called uh, Good is Hard. And it's about um, 
this continual niya. If you want to use two Arabic words to really freak people out, you can say niya to jihad niya. Jihad niya. Yeah, because like really, you can have your intention, but then unintentionally have a bunch of consequences that you don't want to see. So you have to like keep referring back to your niya, and the niya comes from something very important, which is your values. So. Um, I guess the thing this is the highlight of my my thought process for this year is helping myself understand my values um, through a couple of different ways. It's like you see people that you're inspired by, you read something you're inspired by. That's one way of understanding your personal values. Mm. Um, experience in nature. I think that's where the Taoists and some other uh, people got their values from. And I feel like those are the things that I'm excited to bring into um, my work surprisingly and so <laughs> getting back to the more practical and less uh, philosophical i work in lebanon on a platform that i'm calling pitchworthy that helps people have a daily reflection process uh, as they're doing their startups because i believe that this um, process of, of continual reflection not only helps the practical aspects of a business in terms of pivoting in terms of uh, continual learning uh, it also helps people make sure to have that jihaduniya, this like continual intention setting and making sure that what they're doing is in alignment with who they want to be. It's sort of like, a, it's like a, your brain has a posture. And I think a lot of people have bad posture in their brains and they're going to get a backache. And once we stop uh, thinking about our goals and stop thinking about where, what looks good or what <laughs> is right or good to do in the world and start thinking about who do we want to be, then we actually really can be with people as humans. And I think that really shapes uh, a lot of my um, thinking and why a lot of my work is more about um, sort of self-reflection for myself and creating experiences for people to have those moments in their lives. It's very hard to install, and we've been both working, I think, in this field on different sectors, you, the makerspace, me more like... Yeah, collaborative economy and also like cultural, um, cultural change makers and organization. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just there, there is a mistrust and mm. uh, it's like embedded in the culture. And so you need to, you need to do a lot of psychology and recreate safer spaces in a very small scale mm -hmm. so people can like switch because it's it, it's a natural tendency to collaborate, right? And when you're like completely deprived from that in your <laughs> life environment, not your family, but like everything around you, mm -hmm. um, it's it's very hard to to get to this mindset without help without and being facilitation. Being a twenty one and being in a group yeah. of hundred, and if you so, don't take out the, the poop from the buckets, <laughs> no one's taking out the poop but, from the but, buckets. But that's <laughs> true, exactly. I think maybe there's a core shared value of um, people looking, um, I don't know exactly what to call it, like hospitality culture or um, people that are um, creating spaces uh, where opportunity is greater for more number of people. Yeah. Like that could be the general mm. frame, yeah, right? The, the way general frame. And that links to the hospitality and this givingness uh, and this desire to see a better future. And that is kind of, I think, what bonds, binds us uh, here is like this, this vision of like, oh, you know what? The future um, uh, can be better 
And uh, in order to help do that, we need to create opportunity space. And if the opportunity space is in the, the, the guise of a manifesto that someone reads and feels more freedom and agency in their life, or if an opportunity space unfolds when you give somebody a set of open source uh, tools that give them more creative agency, or if an opportunity space is a literal physical space where there are opportunities present in any of these ways, um, it's like that. It's like people who want to help um, unlock a beautiful future by unfolding opportunity spaces. It's crazy for me sometimes. Like I had to really lean back a couple of moments during the weekend and think, wow, you know, it's our fifth anniversary. That itself is huge. I have no idea how I've been managed to like hustle the money together to bring all these people to Berlin and a new set of people to Berlin every year in the past five years. That alone to me is amazing. But the fact that we're now an international NGO with a 12 uh, member supervisory board across all regions of this world and a set strategy and agenda on how we want to, you know, change this world a little bit. It's just, it makes me tear up and it's so amazing to me. It's just been so serendipitous and such a dynamic process. And I'm just so excited to see where we're going to be in five years time. of Geraldine DeBastian looking at the journey that brought the Global Innovation Gathering to be the vibrant, diverse, and dynamic network that it is today, creating a decentralized, global, multi-issue platform, there's so many adjectives we can use, where, as you've heard, participants feel welcome and actually at home very quickly, whether they've been here for a day or for four years. Now, in terms of what is possible, what these voices and their actions have shown me is that really the sky's the limit. And actually, that might even be underestimating the capabilities of where these passionate humans can go. So look out, jaded and cynical world. Gig is on the move with a different way of looking at and doing things. That's it for today's podcast. Source Code Berlin is a Wikimedia Deutschland production with special thanks, obviously, to Gig for having me and making the podcast such a priority. Also to those who participated, including a few voices that didn't make it into the final cut, I thank you. And all the unedited interviews can be listened to on the Gig website. Now, if you'd like to be part of the ongoing discussion on these topics, our website is sourcecode.berlin. You can leave your comment there, or you can find us on Facebook under the same name. Like the page and get an update when a new show is released. On Twitter, you can follow us at SRCCodeBerlin. We had music today by Scott Holmes, The Blue Dot Sessions, Lee Rosevier, Ash Turner, Scott Gratton, and Pictures of a Floating World, all published under CCBY licenses and available on the Free Music Archive. Now, this program is published under a CCBYSA 4.0 license and edited by me. If you like what you hear and you want this program to continue, well, there's one important thing you can do to boost our visibility. Go to iTunes, find Source Code Berlin, write a review. You can do this in your native language wherever you are in this world. 
We greatly appreciate it, and as we've seen over the past year, never assume someone else will take care of it. It's your action that can make quite a difference for this program. Still ahead this summer, we'll hear about the Wiki Women Camp 2017, which takes place this week in Mexico, and we'll dive into the world of research to learn about the Wikipedia adventure experiment. All that and more still to come on Source Code Berlin. Until next time, I'm Mark von Sekerrenderu. Thanks for listening. We are.